University, your podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Bird presented by the PodHub Network. I'm joined today by the second half of 412 Sports Talk from Steel Valley. Please welcome Mad Chad Nolan. Mad Chad, what up? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Hey, we tried to make it work with both of you on one episode. Obviously, other things were happening, but that's, you know, that's this this industry. Things get in the way all the time. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, like that. Exactly. Right, not I, the camera over. I was just recently going through, actually, it's a funny story. I was going through, like, my old podcasts for, like, a best of or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode where one of my lights like falls on top of me while I'm like listening to this guy. He, he won, he was on Ohio university of Ohio and they won the Idaho potato boys showing me the ring. Mm. And like, I'm like, Oh, this would be like, like a good clip to post, blah, blah. Then boom, light falls. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> so that, that what just happened there. So I had a job interview a few weeks ago and all the job interviews are on zoom now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's going well. And then I went to go get something and literally knocked my whole, I didn't knock just my, my camera over that time though. I knocked over the whole monitor. So like, literally I'm like in this interview, I'm picking up the monitors. I'm like, oh, I ain't getting this. I actually got the job, but I was, hey, I, laughed off, but, but I appreciate that. Yeah. But that's <laughs> technology, man. It fails me all the time. Dude. I, I hear that. I, I'm always learning something new. <laughs> So let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, your childhood. You grew up, you say you grew up in Steel Valley. Yes. Um, I didn't, I mean, I've, I've kind of alluded to this a lot in the podcast that like, I didn't know what was outside of Beaver County for a lot of my life. <laughs> so like, tell me, what was it like growing up in Steel Valley? What'd you guys do? Uh, very blue collar neighborhood, very uh, integrated, black, white. Uh, it's a melting pot, which I loved. Because uh, I definitely got a lot of character built out of that. Uh, Steel Valley was 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 a pretty interesting experience, but like, so it's a small school. Like my graduating class had like ninety eight, but it's. I was talking about this with Dorn Dickerson on our podcast. It's interesting because sports are so pushed uh, that despite the fact of how small we are as a community, like Charlie Batch, NFL, Paris Ford's going to the NFL, Luke Getzey, uh, quarterback, got draft. Uh, Got a, he was a backup quarterback in the NFL, uh, and then now he's coaching in the NFL. We've put, Aaron Walker played on the Super Bowl 49ers in the 80s. We've put in, I think, about 8 to 10 NFL players, despite being easily one of the smaller schools uh, in the Whippeals. So it's very blue-collar. Like, I played football, you know, growing up. Like, if you didn't play football, you know, and you were a guy, you know, it's one of those, like, manhood things. Like, <laughs> yeah. so you had to earn your stripes for sure. Uh, definitely built a lot of character through that, and but but honestly, you know, I would I wouldn't change anything because it, it made me who I am today, which is uh, to be someone that's not afraid to be who they want to be. So. Yeah. Now, there's two things that I want to talk about in that. The first one is you said it's a melting pot. Um, I think that's something that I didn't get to experience growing up in Beaver. You know, we're we're called the cake eaters. Everybody's <laughs> rich there. You know, and we, I didn't really get that integration until high school because that's when Beaver merges with Midland because they didn't have a high school. So we would merge with them. And that's when like everybody that came from like a lesser neighborhood, I guess you could say, like, I'm not saying I didn't have it. My family didn't have money. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like 
you'd have these people that would come from the, the, the smaller neighborhoods and they're actually more t- close knit and you would g- interact with them. And it's like, it was like a whole new world was opened up to me. And I just want to know what it was like, like growing up with different cultures in one area in such a small area. Yeah. I mean, so like, that's, that's what I'm most thankful for. Like I grew up in, I grew up poor. Like I grew up, my, yeah. my, I had a single mom, she was a nurse and we had four kids. So typically like, if you watch the show Shameless, it wasn't as exaggerated as that, but like <laughs> I can relate to that show a lot because that's how I grew up. And you know, not to get political, but that's why I think people do like I can understand why people do have uh, like when you talk politics or even just life with people, um, I can see why we it's hard for people to connect because from my point of view, I, I I was thrown into that into the melting pot as a young age, so I never. I saw what took place among different communities and different ethnicities and, and backgrounds, poor, white, black, uh, all that stuff. Like, so that I, I'm thankful of that. And it is something that I think people need. Like, I think that's good for people because you start seeing people for who they are based on their actions and not what you see on TV or what your parents tell you and stuff like that. Because if I would have went off of that, as opposed to what I grew up with, I probably would have a lot of different outlooks on life. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that's, I'm, that's why I'm so thankful I went to like a small liberal arts school for college. That's because I got to meet so many different people. Like we had people coming from other countries to come study at yeah. our college. Mm-hmm. So like I'm getting to know all these people. And it's like sometimes I, I, I look back and I'm like, if I would have stayed like in Pittsburgh or like in like, you know, where I was from, I wouldn't have had this whole world open up to me. And it's like it's very, very I, don't, I can't find the exact word, but I'd say, for lack of a better word, it's very interesting that there are those types of neighborhoods in Pittsburgh, because like me growing up in Beaver County, like we're just a bunch of hoopies, like <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's like you have these these di- different cultures that you're able to grow up around, and I feel like that was taken from me as a child. <laughs> yep, yep, for sure. But the second thing I want to get into as someone revs their motorcycle down the street uh, is the, you said the manhood with football and playing in high school and all that. I, I, me and a lot of my friends, we all felt that pressure as well. And I just want to talk about that a little bit because I think it has to do with a little bit of mental health too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like you said, if you're a guy and you're athletic and you didn't play football, it's like, what are you doing? Like, that's that's the how everybody looked at you. Yep. Um, I just wanted you to kind of elaborate on your experience with that. No, definitely. Uh, so th- my little brother, actually, uh, I have a brother that's 12 years younger than me. And when he was a big kid. And I mean, he is he was like six foot one, 270. He was a little overweight when he was in high school. And the coaches were literally begging him to to play because they were probably like, hey, we'll get you in the weight room and you can play offensive, defensive line. Like, we don't have a lot of, again, we went to a small school, so they don't have a lot of 250-pound-plus kids walking around there. And he was like, no, I want to be in the choir. And I respected the hell out of that so much because my brother was like, I like singing and doing plays and stuff like that. And I could, and I was so defensive of him because I know how other people would, would see that. Now, we're yeah. in 2021 now. It's a little different than when I was back in high school in 2006. Honestly, I didn't feel any little pressure. If anything, there was it was more the opposite. It was gatekeeping, like, oh, you want to play football? 
I remember, like, I know in some of the practices and stuff like that in 10th grade, there was def- you could definitely feel that, like, they would go after certain people because they either wanted to make you quit, you know, they want to make you quit the team and stuff like that. If anything, there was actually more gatekeeping going on uh, as, as, as opposed to, like, yeah, you should play football because that's what all the cool kids do. It was, it was definitely more of the opposite. It was gatekeeping that was going on, at least in my experience. Gotcha. And then I want to talk about, like, I want to know if you had this experience as well. Being already being an athlete, you know, you're playing football. Did you feel pressure to play at the next level, to play college football? No, I wasn't good enough. Okay. okay. Uh, my aspirations were to either coach or to talk or to talk about sports yeah. living. I, I, even in high school, like I said, I built my, my blog my senior year. I remember I saw Montessi House and Penn's blog. Those are the two blogs that I'll give the most credit for as far as making blogs cool and, and wanting to do that. And I was like, wow, like in my space too, like my space, I yeah. would always be very opinionated on my space. And so I, you know, I had someone teach me how to do the HTML and, and build my blog. And so, yeah, no, my goal was, I knew I wasn't good enough. If anything, I was actually better at hockey than football, but I was never going to play the next level. I always had aspirations to either coach or talk about sports as, uh, as a, for a living. Yeah, no, I just, I, I, I thought about that because in my experience, it was like, if you were half decent, like if you had one good season, whether it was your sophomore year, your senior year, whatever, it, it, you felt at least in my experience and my friend's experience, we felt pressure to go play football somewhere. So that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always, I bring it up here all the time that I went and played one year of college football division three and I didn't even want to do it. Like I called my dad a week into like mini camp or whatever. And I'm like, dad, get me out of here. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to be here. And like, I have friends that had the same experiences and it's just crazy that being a half decent football player let alone high school athlete in western pennsylvania you have this pressure on you yeah for sure yeah so i want to get into hockey now all right i'm told you're a huge hockey guy obviously i mean (laughs) you talk the way you talk about hockey i'm just like i i could never fathom it because i i got into hockey right around the time crosby was drafted Mm -hmm. and like it's a funny story, actually. I hate to, I feel like I'm making this about me. I don't want no, to. No, you're good, man. I want to hear but, <laughs> but it's a funny story. Like, I didn't know about the Penguins until Sidney Crosby. I, I, I was young, but like, still, like, and my dad, I found out later on, my dad was a huge hockey fan growing up. And I'm like, why'd you keep this from me? <laughs> and I mean, maybe it's because the team was so bad or whatever, like, blah, blah. But like, me and him started to bond over hockey and like, yeah, you know, and then it developed, we're, we're more football guys now. Anyway, that's, we grew up football guys, but we started to bond through that. We'd play, we'd play the old uh, NHL 2K games and all that. Oh yeah. yeah. But I want to ask you, like, how did you get into hockey? What was your introduction to it? Honestly, it was just, I, I just happened to, like, I, I got into it when I was about five or six, so so we're talking 1993, so right after the cup the cup years. I mean, my mom yep. says that I, like, I was watching the, the, the cup, but I, I don't, I don't uh, remember that. It's not a memory you have, but. Right, yeah, but, like, no, I remember just watching one night, I got fixated on the logo, 
Uh, I remember I called Yummer Yogger Jogger because I didn't know how to. Pro- obviously, I didn't know how to pronounce his name, and I was asking my mom like, "What's I like? I like their pictures on on the on their shirts." And she was like, "You mean their logo?" And I was like, "Yeah." And uh, like, I was obsessed with it. I tell people all the time I used to draw all the team's logos in elementary school. I, I was obsessed with them, and I was obsessed with the goalies' helmets. And then from like from that day on. I told my mom, I was like, I, I want to uh, get a hockey stick. And I was playing street hockey. And yeah, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not just trying to sound like I was I was in before the cool kids and everything like that. But yeah. I remember <laughs> in seventh grade, Darius Kasparaitis scored that game-winning goal in game seven against Buffalo. And I was, like, going outside and banging on pots and pans and stuff like that. I was so excited. And I went to school the next day. Uh, and I was I was geeked up like we're going to the conference finals and nobody gave a damn about that like at all like nobody like wow. it was like I remember like two other kids one kid Zach he was really into it and a few others and that was I even had a kid tell me in seventh grade no one cares about hockey and I was like okay I do and I used to collect all these cards and it's funny because when Crosby came around in two thousand six all of a sudden my senior year and after. The kids in high school created a freight of uh, this uh, FHL, this hockey league where all all the kids now were playing hockey. But honestly, I mean, at first I was I was like I liked hockey before everybody else. But as I grew older, I was like, no, I'm glad people like hockey now. So I went from being a gatekeeper to like, no, I want more people to, to like to like hockey. So I mean, that's the uh, typical response, right? Is yeah. like when you're the first guy in, then everybody's like, oh, well, I was here before that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's. Sometimes, or I, that's how I used to be with the Pirates. Yep, yep. You know, because yep. I, I followed the Pirates were my A one day one because we would go to the games, like new stadium, everything. Like that yep. was our summer trip to do, and it's like I followed them. Like my favorite players right behind me, Jason Kendall. Uh, you had Brian Giles. Like I remember those guys, and it's like I remember the bad days, and like everybody does. But I feel like a lot of people didn't come on until like Kutch came up, like 2011 and on. Yeah, and it's like you have, (laughs) yeah, and you have that response of you didn't go through the hard times, you didn't. Bandwagon fans. Yeah, but it's like as the years go on, obviously we had our run, and it's gone back to the old days. But like you said, you you kind of just you love to see that people are talking about it, you know. It's no longer like, oh, you weren't here. It's, oh, you're talking about it. Thank God somebody's talking about it, you know? Yeah. And, and like, I mean, again, it's, if anything, it is, it is cool now to go back and be like, man, like I, what, what I liked, and I remember sitting in my room, I, I used to have this thing where I, uh, I would write down my mom, like, she was like, you're crazy. I would literally go to a library, go to a bookstore and get like these hockey encyclopedias and I would write down all the con Smythe winners and all the stats and stuff like that. And I'd be like, I would test my friends and my friends can vouch for this. I'd be like, I'd be like, uh, I'd be like, ask me who won the last 25 con Smythe and I'll tell you right now and stuff like that. And it's cool now, like when I was doing that stuff now and Jesse Marshall, who's a friend of mine is going to be on our podcast next week. He's, he has similar things where he, he was doing this stuff before hockey was, was so popular in Pittsburgh, but it's good because now the thing that he is an expertise at, he has a, a bigger audience. So yeah, there's why, an why audience would he complain for about it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. And like, I, I, I was never really a stats guy, and I think that's why mm. I never really 
I was never really like comfortable being like, oh, I want to start a Pittsburgh sports podcast because it's like, I'm just going to sit here and tell you my opinion. I'm not going to tell you what's factual, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I like, I, I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but like listening to you guys do 412 sports talk, listening to around the 412 and like NS9 even with the Pirates and just like getting that knowledge and seeing people just be able to put their knowledge out there and be noticed is really awesome considering the circumstances of our local mainstream media. <laughs> well, that, that was the inspiration behind doing it. So I had done the podcast before we used to do, when I was back in Penn's, uh, with, I was in Penn's initiative from 2013 to 2016. And I left due to, to creative differences is what I'll call them. And then I had really no urge. I had my son two years ago and I was working on a typical nine to five. So I was like, you know what, like I'll, I'll listen to the podcast and stuff like that. But you know, the last two years, I've just been noticed that the the local sports t- uh, talk stations a are very repetitive. It's it's if you listen to ninety three point seven, and again, there are some good people that I respect on that station. So I'm not generalizing everybody, but it, I was the job I had before. I would literally listen to the radio while I was working, and I listened one day from from the morning show to the mid the mid morning show to the afternoon show, and literally all three shows ran two segments with the same guest the same all the time and i'm like and it's the same questions and the same hot and and again it's all about it's all about hot takes and like i have no problem i know they have to get listeners but i find it very disingenuous when people make they create their own uh buzz by i'm going to come on the twitter or come on the radio and say something that even i don't believe because I know that everybody's going to be like, that's a terrible opinion. Because nowadays, any reaction is a good reaction. And I was just like, dude, I, but here's the thing. I didn't want to sit there and, and complain about it and not do anything about it. So I was like, listen, I'm going to create my own podcast. I reached out to Eddie because I knew that he had all the means to do all the stuff. And he could be the straight man. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the color, right? Yeah. Mad Chad. Uh, I'm the rub and he's the straight guy. It's like Dean Martin. And uh, now I'm going to, the one thing that's a dated reference, but who, who was the host of Dean Martin? I can't remember now, (laughs) but anyways, (laughs) he's the straight guy and I play off him and that's kind of how I envisioned that. But it was like, you can sit there and complain all you want about how bad the local media is. A, B, go do something about it. So that's what we did. So. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get back. We'll get into that more. But right. I wanna, <laughs> let's reel it back and let's, let's get into your roots here with all this stuff. You know, <laughs> you said you went to CCAC. I assume, yeah. I assume you're going for journalism. I originally, yes. Okay. Uh, but I, so I got my associates as just a general general. Cause I was like, I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to go transfer. And I did. And for, for reasons we can leave off the show, I never truly <laughs> finished. I got credits and never finished. Yeah. But then I was like, well, I don't need them because at the time, Bleach Report, I sent Bleach Report um, work. Like, you know, here's some articles that I wrote on my blog. And they were like, hey, you're hired. We hired, they hired me as a correspondent. So they gave me the credentials and all that stuff. So I was like, who needs school? And honestly, that is something... <laughs> That is something in today's world that is feasible. If you're yeah. good at something, uh, you technically, like, nowadays, you know, I was listening to Kevin, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan for any of you movie guys, right? 
And, oh, yeah. And so, so I, I listened to his podcast because he does talk about this stuff. And he was like, nowadays, if you want to do something, there's no excuse. And you don't need to go about it the traditional way. We have all the means. You have a mic, a camera, and a computer, or honestly, just a phone. You can do it. A, are you good at it? B, because it's so easy to do it, there's going to be millions of podcasts. What can you do to separate yourself yeah. from the competition? And so, okay, how can I do that? Well, A, I, I, I'm going to bring my personality, which I believe is my strength. And B, I, you know, I'm going to do it in a way that is different from them. How is that? One thing I like to do, especially with our podcast, is I'm not going to bring someone on and just ask them, like, well, what went wrong in the Islanders series? And what do you think we're going to do this summer? Because everybody does that. Yep. So what I like to do is when I bring a Jesse Marshall or a Doran Dickerson or a Taylor Haas on is I like to ask them questions kind of like you do about themselves, yeah. about their experiences, about the culture. This week with Taylor Haas, we're going to have her on and people will be like, are you going to talk about the expansion draft? No, we're going to talk about what's going on with all these uh, sexual harassment and abuse allegations in hockey and the culture of hockey and truly dissect that conversation. That way, if someone listens to my podcast and then they listen to a local radio station, they can go, you know what? These guys get in depth with it and they actually try to dissect it uh, as opposed to uh, just asking robotic questions that anybody can ask. Yeah, you know what? Since we're here, we're just going to talk about it. I was going to talk talk more about, like, you know, you said you've started a blog, all that, Mm -hmm. but I think you've kind of just, from the work you guys have put out and from you yourself have put out i think everybody knows how how like you're credible like you're 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 good at what you do and you're able to do it and you do it i don't know how credible we are i mean i will say one thing that we did reach out the reason why we took the deal with pk so so we you know we had our own we we got a we were on spotify and we did our own independent thing dk actually reached out to us and said hey i'm looking for content he said here's why i'm interested in yours one uh, and, and and we talked around the 412 about this. So anyone out there that's like, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. I'll never hate on that. Do, do your thing. Don't worry if you get one listener, a hundred listeners or a thousand listeners, because here's the most important thing is consistency. And DK liked that about that, that every week we are going to have a guest and a topic and we are going to stay on board with that. There's no like, okay, next segment, we're going to talk about this. And then our listeners are like, what the hell? That's not even in the, like, what are you, like, because, like, I see people who start YouTube channels and podcasts, and one week they talk about this, and the next week they talk about something completely different. That's not how you're going to build your audience. The most important thing is that core audience, because some weeks we do. We get thousands of listeners some week. Then some weeks it goes down a little bit. But what, what we looked at was the people that are listening are listening to like 65% of the show, which is really great for podcasts. And they know that what they're going to get with our shows, there's no guessing and there's no uh, like, Oh, well this week I don't care. Cause they're going to like, no, they know what they're going to get with our show. And that's to me, the most important thing. That's really, that's something I didn't think about, but it's a very good point. You know, like I used to think my consistency was that I had Pittsburgh based people like Western Pennsylvania people. That's a start. Yeah, for sure. But now that, yeah, like, it's like, you know, I, I've been struggling with this thing of, oh, am I too niche? Like, is my podcast too niche? Because it's only Western Pennsylvania people in sports. And it's like, you you don't like my, my, 
we're this is like workshopping now like right, right, right. <laughs> so it's like is my podcast because i'm not talking to players that used to play for our teams like bringing them back to the bird and mm-hmm. i'm talking to individuals who made a name for themselves from our area is that way too niche or should i expand it you know uh that's the no, question i don't I've think been... so i i think again you've you you're already ahead of the curve uh you've built an identity you have your show has an identity now you can build upon that foundation there's certainly ways you can look into how okay how can we expand this now and that's something that we're gonna have to deal with as well um i think last week we, we, we exploded with dk uh because you know obviously he has a giant audience and, and it's a new we, show on a new platform right. and this week big I mean, platform we, i will say this week it's funny because this week's show again this week's show with doran dickerson had less had less total listeners still had a good amount dk was happy with it but it had a actual better positive feedback we actually got a few people that were like hey i, I really enjoyed this show i can't wait to listen next week and last week because again we're not gonna we're, everybody's not gonna like us i'm very yeah. abrasive and opinionated and so there's going to be people that don't like us. But again, I think what, what we understand is we know what we're going to bring each week. And if we can build that consistent every Friday, here's our show. We're going to have this guest on and talk about this. And it's going to be related to either the Penguins or the Steelers. Sometimes the Pirates, i got to be honest, not all, not all the time. <laughs> and I think that really strikes a chord with people. I got people now saying, hey, can you guys do another show a week? And we're like, I think that's going to actually take away from from what brings our show i'd rather yeah, have sometimes people waiting it's like too much too, too much, much yeah yeah i'd rather have people waiting hey i can't wait till next friday you know what i'm saying exactly so, yep but yeah so i we have thrown like just breaking the fourth wall a little bit we have thrown the like layout of this podcast out the window <laughs> but i want to you, you bring up you know your abrasiveness you're you're out there <laughs> Um, and you, you told me you listened to Eddie's episode on here and mm. I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say the person's name that you remind me of, but you're a more positive, like you're a more positive Mark Madden. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel bad saying that to your face, but it's true. <laughs> so, so truth be told, I used to be a huge fan of Mark Madden when I was, when I, was I think a lot of people were, I, I yeah. used to listen to Mark Madden all the time. And Stan, Stan Saverns, the, the goat, honestly, and I mm-hmm. begged him to be on our podcast. And, and, and you know, to, to his credit, he's he's older, and it's like, you know, is that worth my time? I get it. But so, like, when I was in middle school and high school, I mean, I, when I came home from school, if I stayed home and didn't go out, like, I was listening to, to ESPN Radio at the time, Mark Madden. And what I found later on is that I, I know he calls it a character. So, for one thing, I don't play a character. I am the same person I am on Twitter outside uh, when you meet me, if you meet me at a Penguins game or a Pirates game, I don't play a character. Sometimes I get a little too heated, but one thing I've, I've stopped doing is, A, I will never, like, if you have a bad opinion about the Penguins, I might say, yeah, that opinion sucks, right? <laughs> That's as far as I'm going to take it, though. I'm not going to be like, yo, your son looks ugly or your wife is ugly or this or that because yeah. – why like i i had to i had to look in the mirror myself a i can't i've 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 not lived a perfect life so a i can't throw stones living in a glass house b if the worst thing about a person is they have terrible takes about sports that's not harming anybody yeah (laughs) it's not harming anybody it might be dumb and we can sit there and i do i get traction out of it because i look i can look for a bad 
hey, the Penguins should trade Malkin and Latang for prospects. Look at this dumbass tweet. And then, like, people <laughs> people will laugh. But, like, there's a difference between that versus, like, you should drive your car into oncoming traffic because of this tweet. And, and I started to really, like, see, like, oh, now that I'm older and I'm a father, like, that really isn't okay because what if that person really would do that because yeah. – you have a hundred thousand followers on Twitter and I've interacted with this person we're talking about. And then he sends thousands of people that, that literally will dig up dirt about you and, and say stuff about your son and, and stuff like that. And I was like, that's, that's not who I want to be or what I want to be about. So yes, I, I do think it's okay to mock opinions because it is yeah. what it is. We're on a public forum, and and, and if you're going to say something, and listen, I've had bad takes, and sometimes you'll see me retweet my bad take like this really aged well, and that's <laughs> that's all in good fun. But when you're like, hey, yeah, your wife's ugly, and it's like, for one thing, you would never say that to me in person, anyways. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's like you you just gotta live on social media or life in general by the golden rule, and that's don't be a jerk, you yeah. know. And it's like, I'll, I give my opinion on Mark Madden a lot, or at least I used to. And I've caught, like, I used to say things like you were saying, like those horrible things because he was, he's a celebrity in like the smallest sense just because he's local. He's a big fish in a small pond. Exactly. And it's like, I used to say those things. I had to step back and be like, you know, I'm saying these things about him. I'm not the greatest shape. I'm not like the greatest looking guy. Like, why am I going after him for that? So now I'll, everything I say about him on social media is based solely off of his work. Yes. And it's like, that's, that's the best way to go about it. And then I'll have people come into my comments on that tweet and then say those horrible things. And then I like, I'll call them out. I'll be like, we don't, I don't support that. Like, don't say that. Yeah. Like, that's not right. And it's like, for some people, it just doesn't do it for them. It's like, oh, you're a, you're a pussy because you don't agree that he's a fat ass. And it's like, why would I call him a fat ass when I'm overweight too? (laughs) Yeah. And we talk about the work. So again, I, and again, this is why I support independent people. um, I mean, there are a few professionals in this town, Bob Pompiani. I, I, I sing his praise all the time. That's someone that you should look up to if you're looking to get in the media. He does yeah. everything the right way. He's genuine. He doesn't have to throw out these these character things. Look, he has 90,000 followers on Twitter. Everybody knows who Bob Pompey is in Pittsburgh, and he didn't have to be a jerk about it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy how you can become successful exactly. and, and still be a good person? And that's the thing is, like, I don't, for one thing, saying that you're a character is a cop-out. What you here's the thing. Perception is reality. If, if, if my the only perception of you is that I have is interacting with you on social media, that doesn't matter because what I say on here is real, you, even if you delete it. So if you tell me, oh, you know, one day your son's going to go kidnap or get kidnapped or, or, or leave you or go. He said something like if just one day your son's going to go missing or something like that. And he deleted his tweet like it doesn't matter. Oh, what that was your character. That's a that's a total cop out. And I don't buy that. For one thing, you're supposed to be a professional sports media journalist or analyst or whatever. So even if you, that's your character, that kills your credibility to me anyways. Because yeah. is, this, is, this isn't wrestling. This isn't WWE. And that's the thing is that's that's where he finds that. And I think it's how he's been so successful. And I give him credit for it. It, it worked because he was a guy that came from WCW. 
he came from the wrestling like he brought the wrestling persona <laughs> to sports media and I'll, I'll i'll say dude you did you're the best person that's done that except now pat mcafee might be better than him but <laughs> and, but also to that point a if he try if someone if he tried to do that today if he started today a it wouldn't work b it, uh, there are people and and they work for the fan who obviously try to use some of that there's one that is a co-host in the morning show and then there's a guy in the afternoon who thinks drinking ipas makes uh, is a personality trait and you can see that them being <laughs> a, you can see them being a jerk it is is like their 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 calling card of of and it's like that's not like that's not it's not gonna new. make you want to read your take right or and, listen and, to you and then it's even worse when they have a bad sports take and then they're they're a jerk about it like you're good lord and again it's like but there's like taylor hoss from dk or there's jesse marshall from the athletic who don't need to go to those lows and they just let their work speak for them and that's way more impressive nowadays to me than being a character like i'm over the skip baylesses of the world and stuff like that i want good content and that's the thing is i i forget where i was listening to that but they're making that point that it's like you know these guys made their careers doing that mm -hmm. like skip bayless Stephen a max kellerman even and it's like why do you think nobody watches espn anymore it's yeah it's, it's too long and played out we've heard every that, take out there yeah not to mention that again you know I've once you once you see past the the fourth wall, right? Like I like there was a, a thing that came out in Deadspin, and I'm not even a big Deadspin fan, but that said, like, yeah, like first take, they they literally will sit there. Like Skip Bayless doesn't believe the stuff that he says. He no. he knows that it's it's gonna get traction. And and again, I know for a fact that Madden, Dunlap, and and Chris Muller, they do things like Chris Muller. His his whole character is that he's not. He's anti-Pittsburgh, right? He's going to root for the Browns. I've, so once you see that that is what it is, then you start to go, well, this is all disingenuous. It's just you're not really reporting or analyzing anything. You're just trying to make me angry and react. Because if I click on it and put, this article is dumb as hell, blah, 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 it doesn't matter because he got me to click on it, and now me commenting on it and clicking on it is going to push it in the algorithm. And that's all they're looking for. We could do that too. This week, me and Eddie could go Mad Chad and Eddie show. This week, we are going to say why the Penguins should trade Evgeny Malkin. And I could sit there for 48 minutes and pretend that I want the Penguins to trade Evgeny Malkin, and we're going to get 5,000 listeners. But it's going to kill my credibility. So is my credibility being killed worth an extra 3,000 followers, or should I just go and, 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 and truly have a show that I truly believe in but keep my dignity. <laughs> yeah. So no, I think that brings up a good question. And that's how do you get the average Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh sports fan to, what's the word to go from listening to the fan every day to listening to 402 sports talk or around the 412 or NS nine, or even back to the Berg. How do you get, that audience to realize there's better Pittsburgh sports content out there. It's hard. So one thing is, as anybody that has a podcast or a YouTube channel or a blog, you'll, you'll, you'll realize that 
A, you're not going to get everyone. One person is is going to be a, a victory because it's it, when I jump in my car, right, and go to the gym after this, it's very easy for me to turn on 93.7 a fan as opposed to, okay, I got to go here, I got to go to the uh, podcast store yeah. and, and do so. So listen, and, and, and who listens to the radio the most? Older people. That's when we debuted last week, there was like this guy, Gary, called and gave great feedback. We were very complimentary. He said, listen, this show isn't for me, right? And right away, you're like, Gary, what do you mean? This show's <laughs> great. But he goes, but, he said, but I have a feeling the younger audience is going to connect with it very well. So I think it's a good pickup for DK. So he literally said he wasn't going to listen to our show, but then gave us a compliment in the next yeah. sentence. Word of mouth is the easiest way. That's why I that's why I promote your show around the four one two and all and, and a couple other places because a well I lost my other account that had six thousand almost six thousand followers on. I'm that's sure I'll build, Yeah, I'm sure I'll build it up again at some point. But I do have you know a decent following, so if I retweet you know and stuff like that, a that's one thing to do. B you know if you see people on Twitter going, hey you know I'm so sick of the fan. Well, you should check out this. That's going to be the ultimate way to do it. And it also is just content. If yeah. you make good, interesting content, someone out there will find it. They will tell someone else. That's how Je- Jesse Marshall is the biggest example. I know I'm kissing his ass a lot, but <laughs> he had a blog. It was just a blog, Face Off Factor. He made it himself. He didn't have any sponsors or advertisers, but people kept posting it on on, on all the forums because they were like, yo, this dude really knows hockey and he make, he's making a lot of great points. Let's go. Pens.com was where like all of his stuff kind of formulated from. And just him being himself and making great content led him to being a someone that works for the athletic now. Like that's crazy. Yeah. So if you make good content, if you're consistent, it will happen. Yep, for sure. And hey, we got to give a shout out to Gary. Yes. Thank you, Gary, for the feedback on the fantastic show. He's right. <laughs> it's got the younger audience's attention, yes. and we like it. So let's talk about it. What was – you guys have had DK on your show before. How did this, I guess, deal happen? How do you guys go from being this independent podcast to, hey, this guy that is almost just like us who took a, took a chance on himself, now he wants our content as well. How does that – happen well for one thing i mean dejon gets a lot of hate and listen i've had i've had spats with dk over over opinions and stuff like that but again that's different than personally attacking one another it's just exactly. like, hey, I, I think you're wrong in this in this thing that's great um so eddie and i we so this is and this is also going to bring up another thing if you want i see people every day like i'm going to do a podcast and then i see people like oh there's too many listen who cares if someone makes a podcast it doesn't hurt anybody don't go into this thinking, oh, well, I'm going to make tons of money because DK will be the first to tell you. His site gets thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of listens on their podcast. The ad revenue is still going to be marginal at best. You're not going to quit your nine to five yeah. by just having a successful podcast. You might get some some money, $25, $50, a month. And, and that's great, if, especially if you have another job. It's extra money and you're getting you're literally making money talking about sports, which is a dream. But you can't go into it thinking, I'm going to have Juju Smith-Schuster on my podcast because these guys get requests every single day and they're not going to do all of our shows. Yep. So the most important thing Eddie and I was like, listen, 
we're just going to make a show and it's going to be a Pittsburgh sports talk show. What do we mean by that? We are going to literally bring up save percentage and, and, and all the stats and dive deep into the stuff as opposed to like having these hot takes like, call in today if you think the Penguins should trade Malkin because we have enough of that. We want to talk about why the Penguins' third line or fourth line is the best defensive line in, in, in hockey and go from there and have a conversation about it and then also have a very um, intimate conversation with our guests. Okay, so how did DK pick up this? Obviously, we had him on the show twice, actually. Yes. And I think, so we had him on the show before we were even picking up traction. We started last August, and we were doing a show every single week, which, again, is key. Every single week around the same day, you have to do that or else you're going to start losing your consistency. And then he saw our progression. We, we didn't even do video in the beginning. We had we didn't have as good as equipment in the beginning. Um, and we went from that to like having like 4K cameras and all these mics. And then we had him on the show again. What really put us over the top is we had Jared Kruger from his website on when the RMU story broke. Yeah. And that was our one of our biggest podcasts. We had like 2,000 plus downloads for that podcast, plus a couple hundred views on YouTube. It was even Trent, our show was even uh, uh, voted up on Reddit uh, because that RMU story was huge. Yeah. He said, he said, I got to be honest, that art that he was that RMU episode was very good. When are you bringing our show to our website? And I said, I don't know, man, me and Eddie are kind of having, you know, we're looking for sponsors and stuff like that. And then we had Taylor Haas on the following week and, and that show got a good response. And then he was like, listen, I, you know, here's, here's what's going to happen. If we want to have your show on, uh, we'll split, you know, whatever ad revenue 50, 50 for you guys. Plus you guys can get your own sponsors which you can keep 100% of. And that's a great deal because normally they already have advertisers. So if you get another sponsor on top of that, that other advertiser is going to be like, hey, you can't have this person sponsoring the show. We're still, but they're, they're saying it's cool. That's great for us because we can really make quite twice the money now. But B, it's going to give our show credibility. Now we can literally say, hey, our show is on DK Pittsburgh Sports. It's not, you yeah. know, this random ass podcast on, on YouTube. Um, but it also works for him because... He has a consistent show every Friday that's going to have a core audience. So yeah. it's what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Where do we go from here? I don't know. People today were like, hey, we guys should do more shows per week. We got to look into that. I don't know. But I looked at it as we're going to get a bigger audience and more credibility. And for DK, he has a consistently professional podcast every Friday that is geared towards a younger audience. Yeah, and I think that's perfect for for his brand because you know I like you said like not everybody agrees with DK and he gets heat. And it's like, <laughs> People don't, I don't like him. I don't agree with him a lot, but I like the content that him and his crew put out, like the stuff that Chris Carter puts out on the Steelers and Taylor Haas to me is Taylor Haas is great. She's great, yeah like everything that his people put out there it's like it's, yes. it's hard not to be in tune with there's an ambulance going by I hear it. yeah yeah <laughs> so it's and now my headphones are unplugged now i'm back but no it's like it's hard not to be in tune with their stuff especially as a younger viewer of sports media because they're relating to everybody. And I, when I talked to Chris Carter, he, we, we joked around about DK and like how he doesn't really get the memes. He doesn't get the gifts. Like he's still that straightforward guy. He doesn't get all the jokes, mm -hmm. but 
he's surrounding himself with the people like you, like Carter, like Taylor Haas, that are appealing to the younger audience that are tired of listening to what their parents used to listen to on the radio. So he's really building this brand, and it's really awesome to see. And not to give away too many of the secrets, but I mean, so we had our, there's already talks about me hosting uh, a Penn's post game show next season. His goal, as far as audio media goes, is to have 24 7 media, uh, audio yeah. media that would compete with the local radio stations. I think that's very um, ambitious of him, but I think it's smart because. I was, we were talking about the, to the round the 412 guys about this, about how if, if I had the means, the financial means, what I would do is I would buy up all these podcasts um, and, and I would just host, have a server host site where you could get all the Pittsburgh sports uh, sites to take away from Spotify and iTunes. Yeah. And I can't imagine how many list downloads that, that thing would have. So DK is getting ahead of the curve with that. Um, Right now, we're still going to stick with the one show a week because really the only other way to do it would be for me and Eddie to do a show every single day, and that would really water us down, and, and I would run out of stuff to say. Yeah. I don't even tweet as much right now during the summer because what the hell am I going to talk about other than like every once in a while we get some, some Dude, some stuff. I'm in the same boat because yeah. I'm, I'm all football. Like, football is my thing. And it's like, there's barely anything to talk the about. The Castro like, stuff was a blessing. Well, not a blessing because it sucks for the Steelers, but it was yeah. a blessing for content creators because like, it gave us something to talk about. Yeah. Even today, even though this is going to come out in a couple weeks, but today, stuff. yeah, the Dodson stuff, he's not in shape. He's too fat, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, no. like, if but, it, but even then, when that's your biggest <laughs> news story, like, it's like it, it sucks. <laughs> same thing with the Penguins. How many times can I talk about who the Penguins should keep in the expansion draft? Exactly. I can't do it every single episode. And that's, and that's the thing. I see it every day. Yeah. And it's like, so, it's, not, it's not you. It's like other people talking about it every day. But like again, that's why, like, that's why our podcast isn't just about that. It's going to be about other conversations like with Dorn. We were t- we went in and we were talking about uh, like the history of, of whippules and I asked him like I you know what is it what is it in our water that gives us yeah. so many great <laughs> players because if you look at Western Pennsylvania it is very small compared to even Ohio or Texas or Florida or California yet we produce just as many NFL players as them yep. so like I thought that was a great thing because I could have sat there and said what do you think about the Steelers offensive line this year. Well, dude, you know how many times we're going to talk about that from now until August? So, like, this week, we're having Taylor Haas on, right? We probably aren't even going to bring up the entry draft. I want to talk about what the hell is going on with hockey culture that we're getting all these teams that are involved in sexual abuse allegations. And also, she's a woman that covers Pittsburgh sports. She interacts in these locker rooms. I want to talk to her about those experiences and what it's like to be a female in this profession. To me, that is way more interesting than what do you think about the Penguins expansion draft every week? Yeah, no, that's every time I have a woman in sports on my podcast, I always make it a point to bring that up and be like, what was your experience? You know, because it's there needs to be awareness and like it's a inter, it's an interesting conversation to have because but, us as white males we don't we don't face that to that point so i so I actually had Jesse Marshall scheduled to be on the show this week and that's what you're going to talk about is uh, the playoffs and all that stuff and i was like hey man i was like i'm canceling you this week 
he was like, well, is everything, he thought something was wrong, so is everything good? And I was like, nah, man. I was like, you know, A, uh, next week we'll be closer to free agency and all that stuff. So we'll have more to talk about, yeah. B, I was like, uh, I was going to bring up the, the sexual assault allegation stuff going on in the NHL. And I was like, I think it would be better to have a woman's perspective on that than three white dudes sitting around talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and like, sometimes it's an uncomfortable conversation. Dude, for sure. Like, even at the beginning of this podcast, whenever I was talking about different cultures in Pittsburgh, that's an uncomfortable conversation with, for me. Yeah. But, like, I'm, I'm not out here, like, judging people. I'm out here trying to learn, you know? Like yeah, and we're getting sure. so philosophical on this podcast. <laughs> like I, I was, I, I watch, um, or I used to watch, uh, his name's Emmanuel Acho, his, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uncomfortable conversations with a black man. His, he has a YouTube, it's a YouTube like show that he does. And I would watch it all the time. And I'm like, I'm learning so much about like people. And I feel like a lot of people don't take the time to do that. Or oh, they don't want to. Exactly. It's horrible. Like I, it's so interesting to learn about just people and culture. No, for sure. And, and I was stuck, dude, I was, I was, I mean, I've progressed as a person, like, again, if, if I still had my old Twitter account, there's tweets from 2012, 2013, 2014, that I probably uh, would be canceled for nowadays. And instead of being like, well, like, no, like I did, I progressed as a person and like, I learned, uh, you know, I, I learned things. Um, I, I, that's why I think certain people in this country don't want people to learn things because when you learn and you have more knowledge, you're less ignorant about certain subjects. Then you start having like empathy and insight on on what the actual things going on are, and not just not just politics on just life in general. So now when I go out, like I don't just immediately judge everybody because. A, don't throw stones in the glass house, but B, I'm like, you know what? I, they, this is, pro you know, they're probably going through something that I don't know about, so. Exactly. So we've gone all over the place <laughs> in this podcast, but before we head out, I do want to ask you about your son, and I yes. see you guys on Snapchat all the time. I'm yes. glad it, you're probably one of the best ads that I have on Snapchat because it's just you and your son going to Kennywood every weekend. Yes, we have, a, <laughs> we have a pass. Yeah. Well, so he got hurt on a trampoline. So we, we, we yeah. usually do the water parks and stuff like that, but he obviously can't get his leg wet right now. Yeah. But so how did he like him coming into this earth? How did that change your life? It changed. I mean, everyone that is close to me will tell you that again, like that's why I changed my name from mad Chad to dad Chad. I'm not, the person that I that I that I used to be, and not to get all like wimpy on everybody or like 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 soft, but like if you believe things happen for a reason, there's probably that he he was made to happen for me because yeah. um you know I didn't always lead a, a great life. I drank a lot, I partied a lot, I did stuff that I'm not proud of, and now like I live what I call a very boring life. Going to Kennywood with my son is literally like the most excitement I get out of the week. Go, you know, I work, I do my podcast, I play video games and watch movies, and I hang out with my son. He's priority number one because how I feel is because I partied all that uh, time and did all that stuff, yeah. I already have all the experiences in life that I need. Now I'm trying to focus on him. So if he's having fun and doing that stuff, I get to like 
uh, live vicariously through him because him having fun, it's all about him now. I've, to me, I've already, I've already done everything that I, that I wanted to do. And I, and I lived a full life in my twenties. I'm in my thirties now. I'm a dad. So that's where my focus is. So for people that do want the edgy mad Chad, they kind of missed it because, (laughs) because I'm not like, I'm a father now. And and that's, that's kind of where it is. And that's awesome. I mean, he's such a cool kid. Yeah, it's you know, great. Yeah. <laughs> I, he has a personality. I, like, it's crazy. And that's what I like. I've only seen like I think I've only had you on Snapchat for probably a couple weeks now, but like seeing him on there and like having so much fun at Kennywood, it's like wow. I wish I was yeah. there with him. I wish I was his age again. <laughs> no, and I didn't have my my father. I, I never knew my biological father growing up. I mentioned I'm a single father, so like I, I'm not kidding when I say like I all, I'm going to be the dad that I always wanted. So. Uh, yes, I'm a, an authority figure, and I make sure that you know, hey, you know, I have to. Absolutely. I can't cross the line of being a friend, but I also resent that because if when I was a kid, man, I would have, I would have done anything to to have my dad go to Dave and Buster's with me, or go to Kennywood with me, and be someone that I can confide in, and that's what I plan on being for him. So. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm lucky enough to have a very good relationship with my father, mm-hmm. and you know. Like you, you, you kind of said it there. Like you don't want to cross that line of being a friend. You want to be an authority figure. Yeah. As time goes on, I feel like you will become probably his best friend because exactly, that's especially when he gets when he's a grown adult. Like that's exactly. what I want to be his best friends with him. So yeah, exactly. And that's my dad. You know, he always says, "Oh, I have regrets. I, I should have done this for you. I should have done that." And it's like, Dad, you did everything right. Yes, like, yes. I'm not. I'm not like in the streets right now like you, <laughs> you did something right for me not to be exactly. in the streets right now so we'll end with that note with fatherhood and love you know yes it, who cares if you get lovey-dovey these days and sappy who cares <laughs> we love it over here well chad i want to thank you so much for coming on i know we didn't really talk about you but we talked a lot about your passion and i think that was that made this a really good episode yeah for sure and again that was something that that dk mentioned with us um, I don't know if anyone's ever listened to like certain people on the radio. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. If we're throwing names out there, Paul Zeiss, if you ever listen to the show, it sounds like he's literally being forced at gunpoint to host a radio show. <laughs> like literally, like it sounds like he's having a terrible day. I want to call it and be like, is there something Are you, okay? you want to talk about? <laughs> and, and that's what I think people are like, Oh, well, you guys are just fans talking about sports. That's what I want. I like, want yeah. someone that sounds like they generally are interested in this subject. And again, Jesse Marshall was another example of when he talks about hockey, you can tell that he loves hockey. And he's not just doing it to be smarter than you. He's he's trying to tell you, listen, I love this thing, and I'm going to tell you why. And that is something that inspired me. I like talking about Pittsburgh sports, and we've gone through so much political turmoil and kind of still are uh, in this world that like for for 48 minutes a week i wanted a show where someone could, could tune in and listen to actual sports content without being like the world sucks like so that's yeah. what inspired me that's awesome man well thank you for coming on and if if you would just tell everybody where they can find you on social media and their, your your show and everything yeah mad chad 412 on twitter um so then dk pittsburgh sports slash podcasts is where you can find the Mad Chad Netty Show. It debuts, uh, uh, not debuts, but it airs every Friday at 9 a.m. And that's when it will drop every single week. And then you can always find the extended versions 
um, at 412 Sports Talk on YouTube, and I'm also hosting two live streams a month on, on that YouTube channel as well. If you subscribe, I give away T-shirts and stuff like that sometimes, and then we just talk like on like raw live stream where yeah. I interact with people. So, yep, that's where you can find me. All right, awesome. Everybody go check out Mad Chad Nolan. He's the man, and uh, <laughs> I hope we all get accustomed to seeing him, him, him in his face and getting his takes because, you know, he's a, he's a breath of fresh air in Pittsburgh sports media. <laughs>